Welcome to a new episode of Live Evil Pod. We are back, folks. We are back. No, it's been a while, and things are just uh, been, you know, trying to recover. Uh, you know, got to let that body heal throughout the week. I promise you I didn't get sick because of how we finished in the LCS uh, semifinale. But we're going to spend some time talking a little bit about that. But the bigger picture... Bigger picture here is we're going to be talking about Worlds plan because maybe we are Worlds bound. After our victory of TL, we just uh, locked in our um, locked in our spot at Worlds, which is happening in NA. We got a lot of stuff, a lot of amazing things, and we, our team, unfortunately or maybe fortunately, will get more Worlds practice, Worlds international team practice. Um. We will be playing in the play-in stage, and that means just a little delay in our, you know, eventual entry into the world stage. And uh, we're looking to be uh, going in there uh, soon enough, right? Right after this, the, the week of round robins, and then kind of playing the finale. The setup let's look into the setup uh let's let's just kind of uh first sorry before we even dive any further let's, let's do a quick recap we didn't get a chance to talk about what that week went uh for us that weekend we came in we had to beat 100 thieves um lots of things going on we lost danny you know hopefully he's still getting better um but what we do know is that kaori came in and looked amazing on illusion uh you know just with everyone thinking that the sentiment is to had we had a bit a bit more time practicing a little bit more scrim time with kaori we probably might have won uh, 100 thieves did not look great and uh i got to hear from our 100 thieves boys on their podcast uh how they also felt you know that we kind of look better in game one. We dominated them, um, you know, and looking like uh, reminding me how we destroyed them in spring in the finale. It was just a great team effort coming together. Lost game two. Then we came in game three smashing. I don't know if it's a record or whatnot, but we had like a 20 plus K gold difference by the end of that game when all of that is said and done. And it was just amazing with Kaori again. Of course, he was on the illusion. But then uh, the rest of the game, we we tried, we fought. I think two and four was really a big letdown mentally uh, speaking. We didn't look that great in those aspects. And uh, 
part of that was also Keori wasn't allowed to play on the Lucian and did not look that great on Azeri. Could be a small bit of a worry, but again, uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. And game five was close in the beginning, but man, it was just rough. The the mistakes kept piling, and essentially we couldn't overcome the small mistakes that uh, led to Under Thieves taking that game. It wasn't even like a coin flip or some last minute, um, you know, throw by us. It was uh, we got we lost, and you know what? What can you do, right? I mean, play better. That's <laughs> that's the easiest answer. Play better. Um, aside from that, I um, got to say, the rest of the final was a major sweep by C9 against 100 Thieves. I was kind of shocked. I, I really thought I had it for our boys, 100 Thieves. I, I was really rooting for them that weekend. But uh, C9 just... You can't stop a peak blabber. You can't stop a berserker who still looked every bit as amazing uh, as we can see them. And it's just a great story for them, how they look so bad to start the split and then ended the split as champions. Now, I have my own beef. I think, uh, you know, I have put that on Discord, how I didn't like how C9 can just uh, get away with all the things that they've done, you know, in case you haven't forgotten the LS situation, they, uh, you know, had summit at their MVP that got rid of them. There was rumors that he didn't jive well with the team. I don't know. I didn't hear much about that. Um, maybe they have a point. I don't understand, but then they just bring in Jensen, move Fudge back to top. And suddenly they're allowed to be champions again. It's almost like you don't really need to invest that long in the team. You don't need to play that much. And that's just, bad for the ecosystem in my opinion now agree or disagree i like to hear your voice about this but i honestly would rather see 100 thieves who put in so much effort staying together or our boys evil geniuses who also uh was a same five well minus danny but still uh with that idea if uh of staying together and showing that that is um the key consistency is key <clears throat> so, with that said, right after the games on Sunday, we had the World's Group Draw happening. And you can find all this out online. It's everywhere, posted everywhere now. But I would just like to focus on what's more important. It's Evil Geniuses. We are in Group A with... Beyond Gaming from the PCS, Chiefs Esports from Oceania, Dead Nation Focus Me Japan, and Fnatic from EU, and Loud Gaming from Brazil. We avoided DRX, we avoided RNG, we avoided Matt Lyons. And so they get to battle that out in the other group. Of course, we'll, I think, essentially, we'll have to face them if we don't finish first place, um, like one of them. And so we taking first seat is kind of important in this aspect. So uh, fingers crossed. Uh, let's dive in to this. The games are starting in on September 28th, I believe, or 29th. Starts on a Thursday. And uh, it'll be on any time. <laughs> we don't have to wake up super early just to watch some games. But, oh, man, um, get ready. This is our world's introduction to worlds. 
this is what we've been fighting for all year. And I think, um, you know, Peter, Turtle, Rigby will have us ready. As far as we know, as far as everything is indicating, it is Kaori who will be playing the ADC role for us. Danny will be, for the time being, continue to recover, and we are hoping to see him back in 2023. So uh, I did a little bit of a dive. It's not a deep dive on each of our opponents. You know, uh, naturally, the, 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 the toughest one, toughest um, opponent would be Fnatic. When you think of the major regions, they are always up there. Um, but even them themselves have not looked great as they ended the year, but we'll get there uh, soon. In order of the teams that I think we should be better than, um, clearly better than, and this is, I'm not trying to be brash or be like disrespectful, but just sentiment based on, based on sentiment, I think, and region strength. I'm looking at this, I'm thinking loud gaming, which is, Really, um, Brazil. <laughs> Brazil has been historically fun uh, to see at Worlds, and they always send different types of teams to Worlds, and uh, they don't really make a lot of noise at times. Over the last couple of years, they were uh, more so a, a latter half in the, in the play-ins, but they never really truly make it out of play-ins. Um, we have for loud... We'll have Robo, Croc, Tenzones, Brands, and Sales. Now, uh, Tenzones is a long, long member, long-standing member at Brazil, and always uh, plays really well. And a couple of these names, like Sales, Croc, and Robo, they are—they've uh, been competitive in Brazil. I can't say that I remember seeing them in any of the international event. Croc, especially, is a very a uh, strong jungler um, and plays the traditional jungling role of Wukong, uh, Poppy, Jin Zhao, you know. He just plays the, the meta champions, uh, but his play style, even from last year, I think he is one to watch out for. Um, Loud finish the uh, finish their tournaments. Let me see. With a win over Pain Gaming, they um, came into the tournament not as a favorite, even just uh, one of the contenders. They moved their way up through beating uh, Red Canets, and then they lost to Pain Gaming, which puts them in the losers bracket, where they beat out Furia in a 3-0, and then they came back and beat out Pain Gaming in a 3-0 fashion. So, kind of getting a little bit of revenge in there. Um, they are a team that I think mostly wants to play fast, wants to play aggressive. Their top lane will play a carry sort of champ like Jax, or they'll run an Olaf or you know a, a Nar at top. So uh, not necessarily the tanky one type. And then the rest of the team plays more or less something akin to what the meta is. I see that. Um, Brands, which is one of the newer players in, in even uh, El, uh, Brazil, uh, plays the Callista, plays the Filios, and uh, plays it well. And so it's not a team to underestimate, but certainly when it comes to talent and strategy-wise, I 
think I'll rank loud the lowest of all the teams there. And then uh, after that, for me, it's probably Chiefs Esports. Now, if Chiefs Esports isn't the lowest, like if Chiefs Esports finish lower than loud, I'm not surprised. Um, Oceania has been one of those regions that, again, scrappy. They look really poor to start the season, and then they get a couple of wins, maybe even like um, upsetting a team or playing spoiler. It's just... I don't want them to spoil us, but you know that's that's one of the possibilities that we have to look out for. But pound for pound, we should be able to beat them. They are going to be running Tapoon at top, Arthur at jungle, Tally at mid, Rays at um, ADC, and Aladoric. Sorry, Aladoric at support. Um, some of these names should be familiar to you, like Tapoon and Rays, who has been playing in NA at some point. For their academy team, Immortals Academy team, I believe, had raised for a while. Tapoon, you know, made some noise uh, last year. Uh, but overall, Oceania is a region that um, doesn't play the macro too well. They are a much slower region, and they try to not um, play at a high pace instead trying to slow things down but more so to think if you if you really have to picture this this is not slowing things down so they can um wait out the opponents or uh setting up a trap and whatnot no it's just a thinking it's like a processing speed with them uh every year so i do expect them to make an upset at some point um that's kind of what they do um and Let's see. Uh, what I can tell you about them is they, um, you know, just did not lose in the playoffs at all. Uh, they swept order, and then they played a four-game um, series with Pentanet GG, who I thought was actually going to uh, make it to Worlds instead because... Uh, they, I think, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they were the um, MSI representative. Of course, that's not the same roster anymore. I only see Praetith as the only um, player I recognize on Pentanet. Um, but in any case, uh, not too big of a hope. Um, they're scrappy. Razor Koalas will be the model that you're looking out for in for in in Chiefs Gaming for Group A, and then. Now it becomes a little bit more, um, you know, teams that we should win against if things play to how we need to play. But it doesn't surprise me if they upset or take a game from us. Beyond gaming from PCS, you know, the uh, PCS teams known to um, always be a dark horse favorite. Um, and this year they're going to be having two, right? They're going to be sending Talon, uh, PSG. And of course, Beyond Gaming, who was always, or at least to me, it seems to make a entrance into the play-in stage. Do not underestimate them. They will have Liang or Lakai, uh, two top laners they're bringing. Husha, Minji, Senbon, Wako, and Kino. That will make up the team for Beyond Gaming. Uh, doesn't seem like any of them have much international experience, if any, at all. And so that may be a hopeful advantage for us. 
uh, as this is a very uh, young squad or an, uh, an inexperienced squad. Uh, birthday 04, 08, 30. 87, 2000, 2001. Yeah, these are barely 20-year-olds, a little bit over 20. Um, Liang might be a veteran, if I'm not mistaken. But overall, um, you know, the way they play, according to the um, kind of statistics uh, layout, let me see how that looked. Uh, they did not win their region. Right, one of the few teams that did not. They were, they had to climb all the way from the losers bracket. They beat out JT team or J team, uh, who actually had some in international talents there between Kongwei and Uniboy. Uh, then they swept Deep Cross Gaming. I don't know too much about this team. Then they uh, played a five game or four game series uh lost to the cf of uh C ctbc flying oyster who is at worlds who's made it into the main stage uh and then they beat out talent in a five game series oh i was wrong talent did not make it to worlds did they okay so it's the flying oysters who are actually in worlds group stage already uh, they beat out a team that has Hanabi, that has Unified, that has Kai Wing, and then they got swept by the Flying Oysters again. And so it's an exciting time for the PCS. They'll have a lot of new representatives uh, at the international event this year. Um, and second place uh, for Beyond Gaming. Uh, never to be underestimated, I think the PCS plays a very slow style as well. Um, sometimes they can push the uh, envelope, but overall not a team that is uh, going to challenge the major regions. And hopefully that means not, not much of a challenge for us. But otherwise, you know, if, any, if, if, if MSI was of any indication, I would just hope we just never lose to any single one of these uh, minor region teams which we are want to keep that uh, record um, ongoing. So um, then it is the nation focus me. Now this is Japan's representative year after year. They had no trouble in their playoffs. They just uh, stood at the top at the winner's bracket and waited for whoever the competitive competition was. And they won a four in four games. I almost feel like uh, people didn't really challenge them much um yeah they had to play sengoku twice uh, who was the only legit challenger for them now this team uh steel evie yaharong um yutapon harp all familiar names um you know always make an international stage have that international experience already their style is uh, one that's very fairly flexible they can play an orn at top or they can play a carry top with like a gwen or like a um, Mordekaiser or a, a Trindamir. Um, I'm I'm definitely thinking that this team will make a lot of noise at Worlds. Um, if we slipped up, they might be the one that overtake our spot in second seed uh, because this team has been together for a while and and has. Um, Almost, uh, if I remember correctly, over this split, they've changed their style. They've actually become a bit more of like a, a T1 of Japan, all right? T1 of the LJL, uh, just trying to 
push the tempo, uh, get a lot of kills. I uh, can make it very bloody. Let me pull up. Let's see the Oracle Elixir, what they're saying about this team as far as their output. But uh, then DFM, you know, they'll always be there for us to uh, sweat. I mean, it, in the case when I'm not a fan, I'm not sweating at all about that, but, you know, just it, this for this instance. But I'll tell you this. I'll, I'd rather have DFM than face DRX or RNG or Mad Lions, um, you know. So it's a no-brainer. Let me pull up the LJL. Um, how are you doing, Full? so far as you're listening to this? Anything that you agree, disagree, things that I just... Uh, invite you to challenge me on and uh you know what your thoughts are so far and your expectations try to kind of getting some discussion along with people on the reddit forum i have a couple that i'll read off later on but hey this is just news for you if you want to be heard on this show post on reddit you know let me know let me see you um constantly and i'll love to read your takes and if i think your takes are consistently great maybe i'll just give you the chance to come on to the show to talk about your thoughts of evil geniuses i like to hear from the fans a lot of times all right so with the stats pulled up uh yeah they are you know far and away the best uh highest kill team of the region lowest death uh kdo for 2.95 as a team with a combined kill per minute of 0.87 uh, very, very much different than what we typically know of the LJL region. So this is a team that's just going to continue to dominate and look good doing that in, in, in their region. Uh, finally, we are going to be talking about the team that we want to take the first place away from. That, that is Team Fnatic. Um, checking in, Team Fnatic is the fourth LEC team that's going to be slotted into the uh, that got the world's spot um, due to some rule uh, changes, some travel issues for other teams. And Fnatic was on its way to you know looking good in in the LEC. They beat out uh, Matt Lyons um, in the playoffs. They beat they swept Misfit. They uh, beat out XL in a tough reverse sweep five game series and then they started to look good against Rogue but eventually succumbed to Rogue's uh, supremacy. Yeah, Rogue took the LEC title uh, going after this uh, but Fnatic was on its way to become looking like they made a turnaround because their split was rough. Um, just goes to show that this team really didn't really have it figured out completely and a lot of that could be placed on the shoulder of Wunder who I think has taken a major step back as a top laner. He's looked nothing like the G2 top laner that I've known uh, in years past. Uh, but with that also said, Resorg isn't as impressive uh, as a jungler, still strong. Um, upset will be the key to watch here, um, but Hillisang has... Mm, I think he he looks just like that year where everything he's trying, he's trying so hard to will his team to a win, but only to end up dying or inting and looking really bad. Um, and 
he I thought he got rid of it last year because he looked good again, and then coming into this year, it's it's ugly. Uh, humanoid is humanoid. I think he's is probably a average to above average mid laner who also has this uh, savior complex in the way that he plays than wanting to uh, will his team to a win when things are falling apart. He's trying a little too much. So um, the last view of Fnatic seems to be a team that has still doesn't haven't found an identity. So that gives us our way in. That gives us our in to win this group uh, or take the first place of this group. And that is my hope. That is really my hope. But the best likely, most likely outcome that I am happy with is we finish second place and then we're going to have to be challenged by uh, one of DRX, maybe Mad Lions, whoever just uh, finishes in in Group A. I think that's how the uh, format is slotted out. Um, that's to that's my recollection. If I'm wrong, please let me know. So uh, let's see what the Reddit people said. I posted that out there. What are their predictions of group play in stage? Uh, the play in stage, sorry. And Manny Sonic said, based off how Fnatic look at the end of the season compared to EG, I think it's very fair to predict EG first in the group. I'm also assuming that. Kyori will have improved his champion pool since playoff and synergy is back with the team. If not, then we'll be lucky to take second in group. Um, yeah, I mean, sentiment is quite the same, although I'm not as pessimistic about Kyori. I think he does. It, it can only be better, right? With, uh, and, and I really trust in this coaching staff's structuring these practices and the way to view these games um, and helping them prepare for it. And Kyori, he's good. He's a good player, um, and the champion pool has uh, only, from what I remember hearing, the 12.18 uh, patch, not too big of a difference from the playoff, but the major hit is on a lot of the ADCs, so Callista will be a priority, or Sivir will be a priority. Um, maybe they will see a bit more Caitlyn. I, I just think you know, these are some of the champs that I think Kaori will do well on. Um, and not so much the Zeri or the, um, what's the other one? The Zeri or the Aphelios. Um, so there's hope. Um, Joe Spass said, yeah, assume Kaori on a week of practice will team will be in sync. Obviously, he didn't knock my socks off by looking back at the weekend. He played pretty great for being just some guy. I don't, chill, chill. Just some guy? Gotta respect the man, man. Kaori was an all-pro in the TCL. Now that he and Vulcan have had time to synergize, I feel confident again. For what you ask of an academy player, you can pull 80% of the academy ADCs into the situation that Kaori was placed in. I don't think you'll get an ounce of that kind of um, showing. And Kaori just seemed to... Um, play that style that more traditional maybe not traditional but more meta current this year's meta style where you want the adc to get the resources be able to stay competitive in lane and uh, allow the team to do the rest and we have jojo we have um you know inspired we have impact affecting the rest of the map Danny at 60% looked like he was losing lane constantly, right? Whereas Kaori was like, nah, nah, enough with that. We don't lose lane. 
in fact, I will match you. So that's a lot of confidence and that's a lot of balls going in. And I really love that for our chances at uh, getting out of plans. Um, and I am hoping that that is the good news that we're going to get. So that will be it for today's show. Um, hit me up on social media at uh, Live Evil Pod on the Reddits. Um, you know, you can find me there. Find us on Discord. Love to chat with you all. Love to have your ideas. By next week, we should probably have a guest to talk about, you know, the expectation of play-ins. Um, hopefully, the recording will be out before the first day of play-ins. If not, we'll just do a recap of what the round robin looked like. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Thank you for staying loyal. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Like, we just got to grow this evil genius's army. Fill the Reddit thread with a lot of your takes, hot takes, cold takes, sandwich takes. I don't really care. I just want to hear from you. Let's just show the world that we have not just one of the best organizations. We also have one of the best fan bases. I already know it. I know how supportive we are. Uh, of when we saw what happened with Danny and that we just need to make noise out there that we are the best fans in the LCS. Thank you so much for checking in with me. Until next time, live evil. Evil.